Hi friend, Ooh, big one today. Welcome to Sweat and Yoga's Love the Skin You're In podcast where we sweat for a workout and yoga to feel something new. I'm your host, Santana Sonnenberg, lover of sweat and all the feel, sitcom junkie, hoop earring enthusiast, and your realistic health and fitness bestie. Health and fitness has been hijacked by the entertainment industry and I'm here to take it back so we can all love the skin we're in and learn to listen to our bodies. Right, so birth control, ah, one of the biggest sparks of debate on my Instagram. I actually had this planned, like planned to answer this question way in the future, but I shared a reel from Courtney from at Kale Court Nutrition. I'll leave the link for the reel in the show notes, but um, I shared it on Instagram and as usual, anytime I post about birth control, I get a ridiculous amount of messages varying from people that had no idea about the issues with birth control, no idea of the side effects of coming off of birth control, and many just being females who have been like gaslit a ridiculous amount every time they brought up the conversation of their body and how they feel under the influence of birth control to their healthcare providers. This honestly makes me so furious i like literally as soon as this started happening as soon as my inbox started flooding i like grabbed my laptop and frantically started typing on notes like i just yeah i just couldn't ignore it so we're going to dive into birth control and health and fitness but if you turn the podcast off right here right now i want you to have one little nugget to take away with you if anyone literally anyone and especially someone who is responsible for your health in any way tells you to ignore what you're feeling in your body to ignore the signs and signals it is sending you they are incompetent fire them again for the people in the back i need like a little clapping noise here (laughs) if anyone who is responsible for your health tells you to ignore the signs and signals from your body they are bad at their job fire them if a nutritionist says blank is the best diet for you do it and your body doesn't feel good on it you have low energy acne poor skin etc and they won't listen and they won't change things dump their ass if a fitness instructor says do blank but it feels wrong for your body not hard wrong by the way like wrong wrong like there's a pinching muscle pulling there's like a shocking sensation you don't feel right the next day you have really low energy you've got like pains for days and they won't make adjustments accordingly fire their ass and if a doctor says blank can't be caused by what i'm giving you birth control or whatever else because it's localized or for whatever other reason or just try a different brand for the 50th time, dump their ass. Because as I often say, science changes its mind all the dang time. Or they find new factors that affect the outcome. That's okay, science is a great tool, but it's not the only barometer. You are the only one in your body feeling what it feels. You have to learn to trust the signals it is sending you, not only because you will be healthier and feel better in your skin, but also because more often than not, when you ignore the signals, they get stronger. They turn on other signals. You got to tune in, even if what it's telling you is going against 
what conventional health or medicine is saying right now. As usual, let's start with the three things I'm grateful for this week. I, number one, I've been adding bone broth to hot chocolate that I make for Kyle and myself. We use the Organica one and while when we drink the bone broth alone, I prefer the chicken, I find it too overpowering in the hot chocolate and have started using the beef way more, which is great considering we brought equal amounts of each and we are skipping to the end of the chicken one and have a ton of the beef left, you know? <laughs> the little things in life. Number two, honestly, this is going to sound cheesy, but all of you, I know to most podcasters, especially ones who podcasting is their whole livelihood, a few thousand people don't make that much of a difference. But to me, this season of the podcast has been super fulfilling and I have appreciated every single listen. I log into my little anchor app and refresh it so often to see how many of you have joined. And it just lights my little heart on fire to make like one other one you know to make another podcast and then to see like another little listen it's just yeah okay sappiness over but yes i'm just i'm thankful for you and then number three (laughs) getting real cheesy today but buffy the vampire slayer honestly i was having this conversation with a friend of mine i've been watching the 90s show when kyle's on the road on his road trips while i edit or i make podcast notes um and like when i was younger i was never allowed to watch it not entirely sure why maybe my world is like my worldview is now skewed with the amount of like normal sexualization and whatever that's happening but um i don't know but i was not allowed to watch it when i was younger so when i went to university i binged the first few seasons like i kid you not sat in my like little dorm room for days at a time watching and now when Kyle's out away games I curl up and watch it and do a little bit of work like it just reminds me of breaking the rules while I was like self-soothing coming to university yeah who knows probably a trauma response like most things in life but whatever it's making me happy so that is something I'm grateful for and then something I'm working on um business related but I'm trying to get loads of workouts filmed and I am finishing a complete beginner 30-day workout guide which honestly if I'm being a thousand percent honest I am not I have not filmed as much as I want to I've not done but you know tomorrow's another day you know So, today's question is from an email subscriber and it is, do you think my birth control is the reason I can't seem to gain muscle? As usual, I want to remind you that you can always ask your health and fitness questions in the Google form that's in the show notes. I will try and get to them on the show ASAP. Now, on to the question. I want to preface this by saying that for this particular topic, I am not quote unquote specifically qualified. I'm here to share my opinion my story and give you low to no risk suggestions to help you reconnect and listen to your body in particular if you cannot afford to work with someone one-on-one i strongly suggest if you have the ability to hire a naturopath who specializes in this area please for the love of cheese do it it will be worth every single penny 
Now, for this podcast, I'm going to split it up into three sections. In the first section, I will briefly, or try to keep it brief, uh, tell you my story and why this topic gets under my skin so much. Like, why so many of my health issues came from this. Anyway, the second section, I will talk about weight loss, muscle gain, gain while on birth control, and like my top three tips to work around the birth control to assist your body. And in the third, I will talk about getting off of the pill if you choose after listening to the rest of the podcast. Okay, Candice, you ready? So, my personal health story... Honestly, it's rather complex and has a lot of ups and downs, but I want to just discuss my experience with birth control and my health. Um, And then I can cover other parts in another story, but I was around 19 when I decided to go on birth control. It was sold to me as a way to solve all of my problems. I was having some body acne kind of come out of nowhere near the end of high school. I had legit the heaviest and most painful periods ever. Like... In my last couple years of high school, I would like lie on the, in the hall during my superfit class on the cold cement for the entire period, like pretending to do crunches, but I couldn't. And my teacher knew and he just like left me alone. But, and I loved that class. That was literally my favorite class and I couldn't, I couldn't stand up. So yeah, I struggled. It was a hard go. And then my first year at university, it didn't get any better. And then on top of it, I wanted to avoid pregnancy. So I was never taught like safe sex or anything like that. I went to a Catholic school and collectively their take on sex was only once you're married, anything before you risk death and the smiting of God. (laughs) And my home conversation was similar. So when the university doctor approached the subject of birth control and... It was going to solve my newfound body acne and heavy painful periods. I saw that as like a godsend and my only option, really. Looking back, my body was definitely not in a great state already with the heavy painful periods being a sign it needed needed a little bit of help. Plus, I would get yeast infections like once in a blue moon, like maybe one a year from the time that I got my period. And... The body acne was probably a way, like, it was trying to push things out. I now believe that, obviously, hard to go back and retroactively test toxicity, but yeah. Anyway, so pretty soon after I started the pill, the trouble got worse. Um, The body acne went away, but some really aggressive, like, blackheads appeared on my face and neck. My skin got aggressively dry um i got tons and tons of ingrown hairs and keratosis polaris like off the charts like i could just like at any point in time i could just sort of like scratch my arm and little whiteheads were coming out it was crazy um additionally i started like gaining weight and i want to say like weight in like quotation marks because it wasn't i wasn't heavier or fatter per se i was just like puffier like there was a lot of water retention and I only ever felt like good after like a seriously heavy like beat your body to the ground sweat 
Also, my hair started breaking at the crown and I was super tired all the time. Definitely didn't associate any of this with the pill because these were all things that were sort of normalized for a 19, 20 year old girl. I mean, who hasn't heard the term freshman 15? Am I right? You know, like it was just one of those things that was like, yeah, okay, you gained weight in university or yeah, okay, you got zits or yeah, okay, you got dry skin. Like it was just very, very normal to get all of these things. So it didn't really, it didn't really, and like my hair was bleached. So it, it didn't really make me question anything. Again, looking back now, I can see my body was sending me signal after signal I should have listened to, um, but I, I didn't. Um, and which side note is why I get so frustrated with so many of these things being normalized to begin with, because they're not normal. Like your body, those are your body signals. Those are the things we want to learn how to listen to. Anyway, the tipping point for me was that like to know that something was off quote unquote was that i started getting yeast infections every like second or third month i went back to the doctor several times asked about the yeast infections kind of said i didn't like feel great um which initially was met with like a lot of like it's all in your head uh conversation or like yeast infections are just normal then when i pursued it more it was met with oh you just haven't found the right pill for your body which proceeded to have me switch five or six different pills over the course of probably like a year and a half to two years because my yeast infections weren't going away and they were getting more aggressive and i still didn't feel great um i was having to go to a doctor for a prescription about once a month by the end of all of this to get antibiotics for the yeast infections they were super like this wasn't like yeast infections like oh yeah like a little bit like no this was like i could not sit in class yeast infections um it was also just easier sometimes to just go to the walk-in clinic. I started visiting the walk-in instead of going to the university doctor because I didn't need an appointment. So every time I was at the walk-in clinic at the doctor, I would ask them what could be done about these yeast infections. And literally all of the responses were like, yeah, it just those happen. It's fine. Um, and then one doctor, she was a female, um, responded with some women are just more yeasty than others instead of waiting for the yeast infection to get so bad because yeah, like they were so bad, uh, and have to come to us for a prescription. Just like whenever it starts getting like a little bit, like you're feeling the start of one, just take a canestin right away. I thought, oh my goodness, hallelujah, I am ready for this. I have a solution. I would just get a canestin. Problem assault. I was like patting myself. It was a wondrous moment for me. Um, not so much. The yeast infections got even more aggressive after taking canestin to the point that after a while, I had to take one almost every week. While this was going on i was struggling with i was also like struggling pretty badly with my hair like the breakage was insane i'm gonna see if i can post a picture on instagram somewhere um like the crown of the head breakage was it was unreal um i assumed it was from bleaching so i dyed my hair to like a really dark color it didn't really help I was going to the hairdresser frequently, like just getting trims, try just trying to get this like little mullet on the top of my head to grow out. Like I had that like uh, like 70s haircut, I think it is, where you like everything else is long, but then you sort of have like bangs in the back of your head. It was bad. Um, 
but it was actually my hairdresser at the time who mentioned Candida to me. Um, she had experiences with it herself and one of her biggest symptoms was breakage at the crown of her head and again being a hairdresser that's something she really cares about she pays attention to so that and she had actually noticed like she had actually had a few other women who had had similar issues so I was like thrilled I was like write down this c word for me <laughs> I'm gonna research it it ran to chapters which is now indigo looked through the indexes of like every health nutrition whatever book out there and found two only two that had sections on candida let me be very clear this was over 10 years ago candida is now a very popular thing to test for to talk about to discuss whether or not people have it at the time it was not known as widely at, lo at least not in the circles i was in i googled and read and did all the things until like my eyes were red and I legit had all of the symptoms. I changed my diet and saw massive improvements, like monumental improvements. Although I could never like swerve off of that diet without some pretty severe consequences, as long as I was like on point with the candida diet that I found in this like one ancient textbook, it was bomb, like I felt great. So my next doctor's appointment, I like to the university, I went with piles of research and papers and told the doctor I knew what I had. And like I was so excited. Again, I stress how long ago this was because at the time the medical community actually didn't believe candida overgrowth was even a thing. He basically like cussed me out, told me that I don't have a medical degree, that so many people now just Google stuff and they think they know, candida wasn't a real thing, we don't know why things happen, some book isn't going to know better than him, like it was the worst experience I think maybe of my life and I know obviously first world problems but it was just terrible. Lucky for me, I had already seen the improvements and the results from the diet changes so I didn't really believe a word he said um i've de i've definitely like i want to i i don't want to over or understate how grateful i am that i tried it out on my body before and saw the shift and that man meant i had the proof that it worked already i went in looking for his support maybe some additional resources or his suggestions on other changes or even drugs honestly at the time i was definitely not opposed to like drugs being the solution his reaction made me double down and trust my body so much more i know had i not tried it out and seen the results and he reacted the way that he did i definitely would have thought well the doctor knows best this diet is hard anyway because it was a flipping difficult diet to follow and like why would i put myself through that at one point in the near future, since I was avoiding this doctor and he was technically the only one prescribing my birth control, I ran out of birth control and wow, I realized how much it affected me after just a couple of weeks of not being on it. My yeast infection slowed down to every like second or third week or so and when my period came, it was awful. The bleeding came back with a vengeance, the cramps came back with a vengeance from being like tamped down for so long but yeah i spent the next few years cycling on and off birth control because i wanted the quote-unquote benefits but knew it was messing with my system i still felt like i didn't have any other options so i went on and off the pill the few years following but 
it was undeniable how terrible I felt when my diet, like, when my diet was off and I was on the pill. So, I felt so much better when I was off of it and my diet was good and my lifestyle was good. And so, eventually, I went off permanently, but my gut was so messed up. I had to do a ton of work to heal my gut. A lot of it was self-experimental and not something I would encourage anybody to do but at the time there wasn't as many resources as there are now um i had to self-educate i had to try things like i'm sure had i had the means to hire a naturopath that specializes in that i could have gotten further a lot quicker number one i didn't know about even like naturopaths and what they do to be honest i was super young and wasn't like didn't really my mom always went to these doctors but i never like paid attention I kind of thought she was like a hypochondriac and just like moved on um and then additionally anytime I had like anybody broached the subject I just did not have I was teaching yoga and um serving like I I just didn't have the funds to pay out of pocket for something like that um I actually created a gut like a gut reset guide a while like this was last year I think um, for the some of the things that really helped move the needle for me in my gut healing journey and it's I think it's like a seven day cleanse style um, I will leave it in the show notes at sweatandyoga.com forward slash gut dash reset it's just it's it's sort of a compilation of all of the things that I tried like tried to do and there was a lot so yeah that was my story with the conventional medicine and the birth control not fun but I do have quite a bit of gratitude because it definitely launched me into the work I'm doing now it taught me to trust the signs my body was sending me and to listen to my body Let's talk muscle gain slash weight loss while on the pill. Definitely not impossible. If you're someone who wants to stay on the pill for the time being, for whatever reason you have. I mean, if someone had told 19-year-old me that I needed to get off the pill, I would have flipped on the bird and peaced out for sure. I understand that there are circumstances that you might be facing or that you're just not there in your health journey that you want to stay on the pill that's okay i don't care for the shaming of like either side pro or against the pill that happens um however i just want you to be aware so struggle building muscle is often a sign of low testosterone in women and yes birth control can definitely affect that unfortunately so yes it's definitely possible to keep those symptoms at bay while you're on the pill fully fix I'm not sure that it can be done, to be honest, but definitely possible to still feel okay, quote unquote, while on the pill. But learning your body's true signals and keeping the symptoms at bay is not an easy task. I just want you to be prepared if this is the stance you want to take. The other thing that I want to mention is that the hormones that are in the pill are synthetic. So unfortunately, they are not actually balancing your hormones um i know that that's how the pill was sold to me by a doctor again this was over 10 years ago so things have definitely changed since then but they are more so masking your symptoms and additionally 
oftentimes more often than not to be honest they're teaching your body that your body doesn't need to produce these hormones anymore because they're just going to be given to them this is why so many people come off the pill and their symptoms seem to come back and like with a vengeance so if you had heavy crampy periods before and then you go on the pill and they go away and then afterwards you decide to come off of it it like comes back and it's it brings friends you know so i just want you to be prepared um again it's not i don't want to shame you into deciding not to take the pill it is just it does make life a lot more difficult so for me personally if there was a way to come off of it i would strongly encourage you to do that but again if you have circumstances you just can't then you do you so i want to share through my personal experience the three things that i found quote unquote kept the symptoms of the pill at bay while i was cycling on and off of it i had a lot of success number one with the autoimmune paleo diet while i was on the pill it was it was really good at keeping these symptoms at bay but again this is not a diet i suggest long term since i do believe our bodies need carbs and can only cycle like off of them for periods of time i don't i do think there are consequences to cutting out the amount of carbs that the autoimmune paleo diet requires you to cut out for the amount of time that it requires and simple carbs as well right like there is a difference they are all about the complex carbs and i think that's great but i do think sometimes our body needs to pull from those simple carbs so one of the other negatives that i found with this diet unfortunately was that i had to be 100 percent on again probably due to the pill but 100 percent on and this is what makes it really really difficult having like a little slip up where i had like a little bit of glass of wine or some cheese here and there and it could set my body into struggle mode real quick like zero to 100 whereas um when i was off the pill and i was healing my gut one little thing did not set me back as far as um not doing the right thing while i was on the pill if that makes sense number two bone broth became my bff like i love organicus bone broth not sponsored but i do talk about them all the time they just make such a great powdered bone broth that's high quality and that i could bring if i was going somewhere so i was going to be out for a long time or even like i would bring like a baggie to kyle's hockey games i was that weirdo um yeah like it or like on a road trip i would bring my little takeaway containers and i would have a little bone broth and and yeah I, w- I was the weirdo i'm okay with it i was okay with it like i was trying to heal my body i was trying to do the things that i wanted to do and you know like i was trying to stay on the pill i knew it wasn't doing my body any favors but i knew that if i compensated with some of these i could do it so yeah bone broth has a lot of gut healing properties so make like i would make sure that i have it when i was going to be quote unquote off of my diet uh, because i was going to be out of my routine and then number three cutting out the cardio unless i wanted to sweat heavily and even then like i would try and find like a sauna or try like try and find somewhere else some other way to sweat um and in like or or do sprints um but weight training definitely proven to boost testosterone and honestly additionally cardio just in general our bodies are super adaptive so to keep getting results and to keep doing things you 
have to keep going longer and longer for like running and whatever else to keep the benefits whereas weight training you can just increase the weight but keep the work the same if that makes sense so yeah so those were the three main ones so autoimmune paleo boosted with the bone broth and then cutting the cardio i know if you love running i know it's hard um i i actually did at the time i would never run now except for sprints again but yeah it's yeah again sacrifices unfortunate i know but yeah you just gotta do what you gotta do you know so again no shaming if you want to stay on the pill it's just it does make life a little bit more difficult unfortunately because it is sort of tearing at your gut but anyway last section let's talk about some steps you can take if you're planning to come off of the pill or you have already and you kind of want to alleviate any of the issues that might come up so the top five things i tell my friends family students when they're trying to get their hormones under control let me tell you about them so number one like i said in the beginning of this podcast i strongly strongly could not suggest more finding a naturopath that is experienced in dealing with these situations However, if this is not an option for you, again, I wish that this was something that somebody had talked to me about, there is a chance you can find a conventional doctor that may still be covered under your health care, under your health insurance, like that you're already using, that it, if you, you may be able to find a doctor that is willing to work with you on coming off of the pill and balancing your hormones naturally. At the very least, they could be open to testing your like hormone and mineral levels, um, under testing that like your insurance may cover things have come a long way since my doctor experience and while there is definitely still doctors like the one that i had my experience with there's also doctors that want to help their patients they're willing to learn they're willing to work with their bodies and yeah this this may take a lot of work i know it's not favorable especially if you're in like a downtime and you're struggling it's not favorable but looking into it and finding one is definitely worth it especially when you're out of touch with the signs your body's sending you having like quote-unquote testing and actual numbers to see and work with is amazing because you can actually see what markers you're moving while you're making changes so you know if you feel better if you make adjustments to your diet and you feel better a week from now or two weeks from now but you, you get your blood tests back or the testing that your doctor did and your vitamin d levels and your blood were this and now they're this you know you get different markers that you can work with number two is to chart your cycle uh personally i have the flow app as well as my garmin and then i also actually have like a basal body temperature tracker um and i track my period basal body temperature all the things uh the more you track the better but it can definitely become overwhelming but yes the more you track the more you can read the signs for your body get in touch with your body there's not a shortage of things you can track like you can track flow cervical mucus energy levels beta body temperature libido um skin like a million different things you can do ridiculous amount um and and those are all very very helpful but you don't want to become overwhelmed if you've never tracked like this before so i would say start with like days of flow flow heaviness and if you can your basal body temperature 
those would be the three I would say to start with. Super easy in an app, you just like plug them in as you go. And this way you can tell if you have regular periods, um, how heavy your periods are, and then ovulation, etc. Number three, uh, I know I mentioned this in last week's episode, but it's I need to do a full podcast on it because it is so important. Sleep is definitely like queen, queen bee. Your body needs time to recover and adjust to its new normal and do its repairing. It does this repairing while you're sleeping, so make sure you get eight hours of sleep. I know, eight hours, but ideally eight hours of quality sleep is best. There's a few different sleep apps that you can see how much you move, talk, walk, wake up, etc. Uh, in your sleep. I used, when I first came off of the birth control pill, I used the sleep cycle app and I actually still use it. Um, I just also have my Garmin and um, my Garmin tracks like more accurate movements and things like that while I'm laying in bed, whereas the app is on my bedside table. And actually, I believe, um, which is kind of funny now because I would never do it, but I believe actually when the sleep cycle app first came out, you had to have it like under your pillow. Anyway, the sleep cycle app, honestly, I think is great, especially if you are sleeping alone and you don't have anybody else in the room because it does pick up sounds and stuff. So um, yeah, like the amount of detailed data you can get from something like this to see if you're hitting that parasympathetic that you know rest and digest is so key and and then you can make start to make adjustments accordingly right so see if you can do like an hour of no screen time beforehand or whatever it, honestly whole episode on this because sleep like cleaning up our sleep habits should be like one of those number one things we do number four support your liver especially to remove the excess estrogen so uh, having a few raw carrots and or um, some mint chlorophyll uh, in water a day can be really really helpful to move that excess estrogen along also lemon and chlorella in water in the morning help support the liver there's like other herbs like milk milk thistle and dandelion root that can be helpful but again only incorporate these things slowly one at a time listen to your body if your body has like a strong detox reaction bring it back um and then additionally one thing that i think we could all probably just benefit from in general is uh consuming some grass-fed grass-finished liver meats um and either liver meats or you can actually buy capsules as well i buy capsules just because it's hard for me to get especially while i'm in germany the grass-fed grass-finished uh liver meats I just can't communicate with the people at the counter to be like, what kind of animal, like, where did this come from? What kind of food was it fed? Was there any antibiotics? And, uh, you know, so it's a little bit more difficult for me in that way. So I do get the capsules, but I try when I'm at home, uh, especially if I see it on sale, like, damn, I am buying all of it and sticking it in the freezer. Um, And then number five, move your limp to support your body's natural detox dry brushing, jumping, self-massage, like so many things that can support your body's natural detox channels by stimulating that lymph pumping and getting it moving, all the, all the lovely things. All right, so the general summary 
honestly, I feel like this is like the drum roll for the entire podcast, every podcast that I do. But as usual, I kind of believe that our body has, when given the right resources and support, it can heal itself. But putting it in the right environment, listening to it and nourishing it is like the number one key, whether on or off the pill, um, like helping it as much as you can is just, it's going to move mountains for you. Our body tries to, you know? Anyway, that's all. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you loved this episode and you got some wonderful takeaways for your health and how to manage your birth control experience. All the links I talked about will be in the show notes in the description and make sure you subscribe so you know as soon as new episodes are up and share this episode with a friend if you think it'll benefit them so we can all get healthy in a realistic way and love the skin we're in. I'd love for you to take a moment and tell me what you'd like to see more of in the show by either filling out a Google form in the show notes or writing a review. All right, catch you next time, friend.